Heyo, you nostalgic kegmen. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 31, P.S. I Love You. Who? Who loves who? I'm not sure. Nobody. I'm not sure. Nobody yeah. loves also, nobody. there is a Beatles song in this episode, and it's not P.S. I Love You. So... Yeah, they should have named it Obla Diabla Da. That would have made more sense. (laughs) Yeah, or he could have sang P.S. I Love You. But either way, either way. Yep. Well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. I feel like next season we need to have like a new uh, sound to go with the Condor. Hopefully someone will say Condor and talk about the Condor at some point. we We can do just that. Maybe. Listeners, if you want to create a Condor segment for us segment uh opener be our guest we'll take it this episode originally aired may 24th of 1995 birthdays wow so many because <laughs> we're, we're looking at the into the summer yes <laughs> so may 27th michael steger navid in the cw years turned 14 vincent young who played noah in the later years turned 30 Ooh. Jamie you don't Walters. even know who that is. You don't know who any I'm of these just saying are, names. Kendra. I'm just yeah. reading. I'm just reading what's in front of me. Nothing to you. Yeah. Jamie Walters, know him, unfortunately, turned <laughs> sure, 26. Mark Damon Espinoza, we knew him well, turned 35. Kathleen Robertson turned 22. Brian Austin Green also turned 22. There you go. Tristan Mac Wilds Dixon in the CW years turned six. Yeah, both on July 15th, they share a birthday. And lastly, July 16th, Annalyn McCord, Naomi, and the CW years <laughs> turned eight. Annalyn McCord just got spoofed on Saturday Night Live. Did you see that? Oh, was it this past week? I haven't seen that yeah. episode yet. Oh, okay. There's a, she did a poem that went towards Vladimir Putin, which went viral in a negative way. Mm. <laughs> and Saturday Night Live spoofed it. And I was like, hey, 90210. So... <laughs> <laughs> One passing to mention on June 30th, Gail Gordon, a frequent collaborator with Lucille Ball, passed away at 89. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Mooney. Did you ever watch the Lucy show? Not I Love Lucy, but the. Uh, Lucy you know, show. I really don't know if I did, actually. Okay. All right. Well, Gail, Go- Gail Gordon's pretty funny. Movies, May 26th, we have Casper. Like the first Casper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I was really that. allowed to watch those movies, and so I have not seen. I don't think I've seen okay. a full Casper movie. We, we can't stop talking about this man, but that's the Bill Pullman one. Oh, yeah. Bill Pullman. He plays her dad. Yep. May 26th, Johnny Mnemonic premiered. Hey. I have seen that movie. Yes. Featured on an episode of the retired show, Three Nice Things, as I recall. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Didn't I remember it. that too. Yeah. It's a fun time. June 16th, Batman Forever. Huh. That's funny. I So I remember very clearly going to see Batman Forever. My dad and I went opening night. It was completely packed. Like <laughs> every seat, totally packed. And I feel like this is maybe the first Batman movie I saw in theaters. Because I would have only been six when 89 came out. I don't think I would have. And I definitely didn't see Batman Returns. But Batman Forever we did. 
like I said, elbow to elbow, and the person in front of me talked the entire time. Nick. The I whole just, time. I just went to go see, well, here, let me back up. We went okay. to go see Uncharted. Oh, And there was okay. a large group of, like, I want to say, like, 15 people that oh. came and sat in the front row. And they were, like, not super old, but, like, older people. Like, I'd say, like, late 40s, 50s. Okay. Talk the whole time. Like, right. talking to the screen, yelling at the screen. Oh, standing up and clapping cool. kind of Not stuff. Cool. Nope. And I was no, like, no, no. I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. So then, uh-huh. the next week or the week after, we went to go see the Batman. Uh-huh. The same group. <gasps> exact no. same group. No. 15 of them, front row. Oh my god. Yelling gosh. at the screen the wow. whole time. It was it was infuriating. And I was like, wow. Eric, if we see this group again, we are leaving. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sitting in a theater with them again. Yeah. <laughs> it's call. rude and I don't understand it. Don't uh-huh. understand it and I'm very no. I'm very mad about it still. But Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh June 30th, Apollo 13. Haven't seen that Solid. either. Oh, really? No, oh, never good. seen it. Good Ron Howard movie. Yeah. Couple of TV shows uh, that ended in May of 1995. Oh, June 11th, <laughs> McGee and Me. I just said McGee and Me to Eric That's the other so day. I funny. forget what we were talking about, but I brought it up. I love, feel like love we, McGee and Me. Unless, unless you grew up in a certain kind of church <laughs> in the 80s to like early 2000s, maybe if those yeah. were still in circulations. McGee and Me, and if you watch it now, it does not hold up. <laughs> I feel like I watched one recently. Oh. I think maybe we watched one for Nostalgia Me This. Because uh, yeah. I think we talked okay. about McGee and Me for okay. Nostalgia Me This. Um, yeah. It was it's, just, yeah, it, was, it, it was a right place, right time kind of show. Yes, but watching it as an adult, because I was like, oh, I should show my son. And we watched one and it was, they're so manipulative. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like tiny little thing happens. And they're like, you know, Nick, you've made Jesus cry today. And it's like, <laughs> Whoa. I thought this was about a kid and his little cartoon sidekick. It's <laughs> it's intense. But yeah, McGee and me. Yeah, McGee there were some intense it. episodes. Yeah. Uh, June 17th, Madman of the People. Okay. You, you a big Dabney, Dabney Coleman fan, Kendra? No. You like, uh, you like Dabney Coleman? No? Okay. Then no. probably not for you. And June 30th, Love Connection. Oh. Okay. So long, Love Connection. See ya. Music on May 29th, Pink Floyd released their third live album, Pulse. Okay. You big Pink Floyd fan? No, but <laughs> I've been listening to their stuff a little bit lately. And my wife was like, what is this? I really like this. And I was like, this is Pink Floyd. So <laughs> maybe maybe she's converted to Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd and Rush and okay. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I do not hate, as my husband okay. likes to say I do, but I do need small doses. Okay. Small doses. Yeah. May 30th, Kansas released their 12th album, Freaks of Nature. <gasps> Kendra, <gasps> you and I saw Kansas together. We did. We saw them live. Yes. Wow. What a random band to come to our college, it but they did. Very, yeah. Well, they were doing a tour of playing with orchestras. That was our yeah. thing. They were going around with like college orchestras and stuff. It was a great show. It was. Really good. Lots yep. of fun. And then June 13th, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. <sighs> You guys Classic. just saw this tour. I know. Alanis Morissette. And just you did so- multiple episodes on 90s Music Got Me Like. We did. Yep. Go check those out. Check them out. And video games. June 5th, Street Fighter Alpha was released in arcades. Okay. 
I'm sure I've told you this before, Kendra, but I had a Street Fighter watch mm. that you could play as uh, it was Guile versus Blanca, and you just played on the watch. And I thought it was wow. the height of t- the height of technology. It seems ahead of its time, kind it, of. It was great. If I still had it now, I could probably retire. I'm gonna look that up. How come? How come under other it just says egg? <laughs> I think it's left over from when we did prices. That was the price of eggs we talked about. Egg. Egg. <laughs> All right, Egg. take us beyond the zip code. All right, Evan Ross, who plays Charlie Selby in the CW years, would go on to appear as Masala in the Hunger Games Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2. Unfortunately for him, those are the worst Hunger Game movies. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Yeah. So bad. They're the ones that I wouldn't rewatch. I'd probably just rewatch. I guess just the first two. I guess that's the ones that I like. I don't know that I'd go deeper than the first. I love the books. I got nothing bad to say oh, about the books. Books are great. Books are great. But movie-wise, I don't know that I have a need to see more than the first one ever again. It's in that wave of like, let's turn a trilogy into a yeah. million movies. It and was it's unnecessary. Thing, it's the thing that killed the uh, Divergent movies, yeah. remember? They split the last one in two, and then they were like, we're not going to make the yeah, last one. Never finished it. That would kill me. Yeah. That would kill me to be involved in those movies and make three and not just finish it. Why do you not just finish it? Just do it. Just finish it. In for it. a penny. That's what I say. In for several million pennies, you know? <laughs> uh, hey, Nick, before we move on, I have a little beyond the zip code kind of that I need okay. to mention. Great. So on my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, we've been talking yes. about Dawson's Creek a okay. lot. So yeah. Eric and I watched the pilot of Dawson's Creek so that we can talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Okay. So in Dawson's Creek, Dawson in the pilot is talking to his teacher, his film, this film teacher at his school. And I was like, is that Mel from 90210? And I just had to be like, yes, no, yes. And I landed on no, but I was like, man, he has strong Mel vibes. So I looked him up. His it's Matthew Lawrence's twin brother, twin brother. Mitchell Lawrence. <laughs> That's correct. Yep. And I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I was I was just so confused. I was like, it's not Mel, but it just seems right. like Mel. Yeah, yeah. He's really store funny. brand Mel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of that was very funny for me to, I love it. to yeah, realize. That's that. great. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for PS I Love You. Not the very sad uh movie mm. the, or the beatles song correct the uh the episode title as jim and cindy head off to hong kong the game the gang makes their way to palm springs or the desert as i guess palm springs people okay. call it they're like you right. go into the desert i'm yeah. going to the desert brandon suspects kelly is interested in allison which pushes him closer to valerie meanwhile dylan and charlie attempt to make a move but end up making enemies instead Mm. finally ray's abuse of donna goes from emotional to physical yikes yikes does it only a matter of time for sure that's absolutely true all right nick who's living in beverly hills today's episodes were written by Larry Mullen and Chip Johannesson, directed by Victor Lobel. So it's a double-length episode. Uh, so really, it's PSI Love You Parts 1 and 2. Aired originally as one, but in syndication, airs as two. Uh, we say some goodbyes this time. This is the, and again, I'm just telling you that this is the last time they'll be in the credits. All That's right. all I'm saying. All right. But it's the final series regular appearance of James Eckhouse and Carol Potter as Jim and Cindy Walsh. Wowee. And I've got to tell you, I... Didn't remember exactly how this went. And 
when we said goodbye to Gabrielle Carteris and Mark Damon Espinosa in the previous episode, I thought, oh, they probably did that so we could have a nice, big, warm, fond farewell to the Walsh parents. They were just kind of like, peace out. And then Hi. we're ghosts. Yeah, and they went to the peach pit for a last yeah. meal. We didn't even like see them off at the airport. No, we didn't. Yeah, I was really, I was really surprised by that. So this episode left me with a lot of questions. Like, this episode left me like, is this the beginning of season six? Because right. it sure doesn't end like the right. Doesn't feel like the yeah. end of season five. Exactly. I feel the same way. It didn't feel like a finale at all. And boy, do you feel the length of this mm-hmm. double episode? Yep. It is long. It's just, it's just not a very meaty episode, I guess, mm-hmm. to go double on. It's shenanigans. So, it felt like mid-season yeah. shenanigans to me. Yeah, well, and we repeat some mid-early se- season shenanigans mm-hmm. anyway, so crazy. Anyway, uh, so long, Jim and Cindy. We have some recurring players back. Catherine Cannon as Felice Martin. Judd Allen as Rush Sanders. Uh, Carolyn McWilliams as Luann Pruitt, so lots of parents showing up. We have Ryan Brown back as Morton Muntz, and we have a vocal cameo, uncredited, of Valerie Wildman as Christine Pettit. She's, oh, she leaves yeah. a message on Dylan's answering machine, and it is, in fact, her, and it's newly recorded for this episode, but we don't see her. We have some final appearances, and this is a head-scratcher. Jeffrey King is Charlie. Done. <laughs> what? Done. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I was watching this episode, and my wife came in, and she was like, did they recast Jonesy? And I was like, no, this is just a Jonesy <laughs> This is Jonesy type. Easy with the mistake. Same relationship. Easy mistake to make. Same relationship, bravado, body type, and face, but not the same man. We have a final appearance of Sarah Nelson as Allison. Huh. We can get into it, but I kind of feel like they were testing the waters to see if they could go there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll save that for the wrap up, but All I right. have my suspicions. Uh, and finally, we we see Layla Bias Galloway as the nurse, same nurse who turned Kelly away last time back to reprise the role. Oh, so, okay. Layla, we barely knew you. A couple of new recurring players. We have Elaine Joyce as Candace, the realtor. She has an amazing career, if you look back. She's just tons of TV shows, 70s, 80s, earlier. Uh, things like The Love Boat, The Carol Burnett Show, The Andy Griffith Show, and lots of old movie musicals. West Side Story, The Music Man, Bye Bye Birdie, Funny Girl. I've yeah. only been in two of those, Kendra. Only two. <laughs> only two. But, but I did Bye Bye Birdie twice. Two different okay. states play the same role. Still only counts as one, but it's... Do you want me to sing a little bit of it? No, Race thanks. guys are gone. Okay. No, no. All right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Elaine Joyce is here as Candace. We'll see her for a couple of episodes. We have Monica Schnarr as Elle. She was in shows like Andromeda, Beastmaster, and The Bold and the Beautiful. We'll see her a few more times. Okay. Other cast members, we have James Handy as Tom Rose. Here's a head scratcher for you. James Handy, currently, at the time this episode dropped, was playing a major recurring role on Melrose Place. As uh, Matt Fielding Sr., the father of Doug Savant's character and series regular, um, Matt Fielding. So, strange. Interesting. Strange to use it. But honestly, the production of these shows, it's like when when it first started and we had the spinoff, when Melrose Place like stumbled in the ratings for a while, they were like, forget it, forget it. They're not connected. They're not connected. And then when it rebounded, they just never kind of visited it again. So, mm. I think in their mind, it's not the same world, even though, you know, it is. It is. It is. So, Anyway, we all know. aside from Melrose Place, he recurred on shows like NYPD Blue and The Profiler. We have Jennifer Barlow as Angela. Very funny performance. Which uh, one's in, Angela? In <laughs> she's, uh, she's Tom Rose's girlfriend. Oh, 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 yes, the, the girlfriend. 
<laughs> she is most primarily uh, active behind the scenes as a writer, producer, and editor. Lots of work that way. But on-screen roles as well, including The Golden Palace, The Facts of Life, and Star Trek The Next Generation. <gasps> Love Star Trek The Next Generation. So I wrote some of these up before I watched the episode, and we have someone named Fort Atkinson credited as Buddy Malone. And I was thinking, oh, Malone, Valerie Malone. Valerie must have a whatever, an uncle, a brother, or something that shows up. Nothing. And I don't know who this was. So (laughs) I'm going to assume it was a henchman. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's the only thing I thought of, too. So weird that they would use the last name Malone when that's Valerie's last name and well, not have Buddy Malone. I mean, it sounds like a henchman name. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Are you thinking Bugsy Malone? Yeah, that's... yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, he recurred as Mr. Jason on Say by the Bell, the new class, plus episodes of Lois and Clark and the X-Files. Also, Fort Atkinson is a city in Wisconsin. Hmm. So, okay, there you go. There you cool. go. We have Amy Hess as Robin Wallace. Uh, she was in In the Heat of the Night and The Wayan Brothers Show. And depending on how you watch the episode, you may have seen Dick Dale, legendary guitarist Dick Dale. In the scene in the episode where Brandon jumps in the pool, Dick Dale is playing uh, a song called Fish Taco. He's a super prolific, influential guitarist, mostly known for like surf rock in the 60s, played with the the Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, lots of other things. So you can find that uh, and the other musical things that were cut from this on YouTube or right on our social medias because your boy put them there. <laughs> we got Elsewhere you. in the soundtrack, we should have heard Stephen Robin sing I Got You, Babe in karaoke, but we never saw it. Okay. Uh, which would have been funny because there were so many Sonny Bono jokes. Yeah. Like, that makes perfect sense to have <laughs> it in there. Uh, also, Ray sings two songs. He, When he goes to make up with Donna, he sings a song called Donna that's about being a terrible boyfriend. And then later, uh, when he's trying to like get in good with Felice and the others, he plays Obla Di Obla Da by the Beatles. One of my favorite which, Beatles songs that I did not need to, you know, be soiled by hearing sure. Ray play it. Yeah, it's not a bad cover. No, and it's fine. What's weird, too, is they specifically reference Ray's sing-along and him playing the Beatles in the episode, but it's cut out of everything. Obviously, because licensing the Beatles would be yeah. costly. Crazy, yeah. So, and <laughs> but Dick the Dale Donna, the Donna song isn't a real song. Why did that one have to be I don't cut? know. I don't know. I don't know. There must be something tied up with Jamie Walter's music. I don't know. I can't imagine that he's like, no way. You can't play that song. <laughs> it must just be a rights issue. I, I don't know. But it really... Look, not that having Ray like play guitar and sing would excuse his behavior, but it's weird to watch it without it mm. because I feel like all of his character develop hap- development happens when he's on stage, when yeah. he's performing and like the initial like lead up and right afterwards, you see a lot more of like a struggling human side of him. And I think that's part of the reason why, from our perspective, just watching the streaming or DVD versions of it, he goes hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, because we never see transitions because it's all musical. Mm -hmm. So very weird. Very weird. Yep, I agree. Anyway, that's it. All right. Big, big cast list for this finale two-parter. Let's get into it. We uh, start right with the intro. No cold open. Yeah. Straight into the intro. You know, the cold opens, I believe, were new this season. I think remember? they were too, yeah. Because we started, and, and when we had a cold open, I remember you commenting like, oh, interesting, you know. <laughs> and now they've become so commonplace that it's weird to not have it. It was, yeah. So strange to cut right in. Yeah, we start right with the intro, and then after the intro, we uh, see Steve driving down to Palm Springs. He's got the top mm-hmm. down. 
He's having a ball driving down to Palm Springs, checking out all the all the ladies that he sees along the way. <laughs> uh, he gets to the resort and we see that there's, you know, keg banners. So he's, you know, there for a keg. And I think it's an alpha keg event. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That they're yeah, having down in, yep. in Palm Springs. Rush is there who takes him up to their villa that they're staying in, which has a great view of the pool. Rush is telling him, you know, your calendar, you're pretty booked. Like, you're not just here to have fun. I've, mm-hmm. I've got some some things that you need to be doing. And Steve is not interested because he knows that he's about to be set up on another blind date, which he hates when his dad sets is him this up on a blind thing? dates. I don't remember this happening. No, but I guess I didn't question it because it seemed... <laughs> you know what? Seemed logical. Kendra, things that we don't remember reminded me that we had some great listener feedback on the last episode. So you remember how we were like just racking our brain trying to figure out like what what Valerie or what Kelly could possibly owe Valerie? We were like, that didn't happen. Nothing about that happened. Apparently, Valerie called Kelly and woke her up because she overslept her final. And I do have really vague memories of that. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago. That was kind of a gap. That was a those really two. long time ago. But they're right. And that was that was multiple people, some on Facebook, some on Twitter, being like, hey, here it is. So here we <laughs> That's go. That's why we, we need the, the listeners. We made the connection. I know. So thank you both to the, the Twitter peeps and the Facebook peeps for setting the setting us right on the yes, right course. Thank you. Uh, okay. So while Rush and Steve are talking, months arrives. He's he's ready to party. He's months, months out. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> He's got um, fake soda labels that he's put on the beer so that it looks like they're drinking soda. Yep, yep. And I think it's Muntz who tells Steve that Brandon says that he can't make it. Brandon's supposed to be coming down. And Steve says, unacceptable. Kelly just broke (laughs) up with him. His parents are leaving for Hong Kong. He needs to be down here. So he calls Brandon. And the realtor answers at the house. I forget the realtor's name. Candace. Candace. Uh, and but Brandon picks up and gets her to get off the phone, and Brandon says he's just too busy. You know, there's people walking all around his house, like it's yep. an open house, and they're trying to get Jim and Cindy to the airport. And he's like, I just I can't can't make mm-hmm. it. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he won't go. So then out in the driveway, Kelly brought a present for Jim and Cindy. Yeah. Which, what is it? I can't even remember. It was so silly looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just was. like a ceramic palm tree. Is that, that was what it something was? Weird, yeah. Something yeah. like that. You know what I was most distracted by in this scene, though, was like, we're definitely, we're like physically at the Walsh house. Like, we're seeing all different angles from outside and stuff. They're like, they're on location at that house, which I always appreciate when they do. Because yeah. it's such a, it's such a unique looking house that it's obvious, you know, mm-hmm. that they're really there, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So she brought this this present. Brandon comes outside and Jim and Cindy kind of make an excuse to leave so the two of them can talk. And Kelly's Kelly's argument is that just because she said doesn't want to get married doesn't mean that she doesn't want to be in a, a relationship yeah. with Brandon. Can you come back from that? That was my question. I was watching I don't it. I'm know. Like, mm. I don't think you can. Especially like- because she didn't say Brandon, I want to be with you. I just don't want to get right. married. Like she didn't right. turn down no, Dylan. No. She turned them both down. She chose herself. Yeah. Well, but I also think if Brandon had a little bit of awareness, if he was like, yes, I jumped the gun and then they could probably work through it. But he seems to take the stance here that he was all in. Yeah. That's and she, a, turned, yeah. And she turned him down and that's not what happened. But, you know, he's wounded. His feelings are hurt. It's fine. 
without recognition on his part, though, I don't see how they bounce back from that. Yeah. In like I, a real world scenario. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Valerie walks up while they're talking to uh, confirm dinner plans with Brandon and also to say that she's going over to Dylan's house. Yes. And after Brandon walks away, she tells Kelly that they should call her the Terminator because she took out two guys. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> at Kelly Donna Claire's, Donna is working on a speech that she's going to give at this Keg Alpha event. Whatever it is, yeah. Kelly comes in mad that someone took her parking space. Mm-hmm. This does not come back into play. No, she's not just, a thing at all. She's just mad no, about the parking space, yep. I guess. Yep. She, you know, talks about Jim and Cindy leaving and says, you know, at least with them leaving, that's one less place she's going to have to run into Valerie because they're selling right. the house. True. She also tells Donna they're going to have to take separate cars to Palm Springs because she cannot go until the second day. Very cagey about her reasons. Yeah, she won't tell Claire or Donna why that is, but they both think that is strange. Claire gets a phone call and Donna says, if that's Ray, tell him I'm not here. But then she seems pretty disappointed when it's actually not Ray. (laughs) Speaking of Ray, Mm. Ray is playing the guitar in his room and his mom, Luann, comes in to talk with him and they talk about his dad and uh, how he used to, he says he used to push you around and she's like, no, he didn't push me around. He hit me. Yeah. Um, And that, you know, she stayed in it for, you know, a long time. And yeah. Ray admits that he said some things to Donna that he wish he hadn't said. I don't get what they're doing with Ray. If he's supposed to be sympathetic, if we're supposed to be like, oh, wow, he's struggling with like a generation of abuse and like he's trying to work through. They don't give us enough to like understand I've been I've been done with him for a long time. So these scenes are uh, useless on me. I agree. I'm just saying they seem committed to making Ray a complex character that you still can sort of hope he improves. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think they're putting in enough legwork to make him relatable or make it, make it so you feel for him. You know what I mean? I just, I just think, yeah, I mean, it's a hard knock life, but (laughs) you you gotta control yourself, you know? And I don't think they ever really go deep enough into what he's thinking or feeling or what his reactions are. I agree. He seems like a very one dimensional abusive boyfriend. Yep. At Dylan's house, Valerie comes over and he's also packing and she's like, oh, everyone's packing. Everyone's going away. He says that he's going to see his mom and Aaron. He hasn't Erica. seen Erica. Erica, sorry. Yeah. Aaron is uh, Kelly's, Kelly yeah, and David's sister. That other yeah. kid. Uh, <laughs> going to see his mom and Erica, who he has not seen in a while. So he's excited was, about it. I was delighted by that reference because we were pretty irritated that he was like, now we can finally be together. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> So the fact that he was excited to go see her, but as things will turn out, yeah, not that excited to Charlie, go see her. Charlie arrives. Uh, Dylan thinks to take him to the airport, but Charlie says, change of plans. I have a guy who wants to give them a demo of paragliding for their yeah. paragliding scene sure. in the movie. Yeah. So he's like, you have to stay so we can go do this paragliding demo. And Dylan agrees. So take that, Erica. 
At the Peach Pit, Jim and Nat are having a conversation where Nat talks about, like, man, you've always been there for me. Like, anytime the Peach Pit was in trouble, you were there, Jim. So I'm really going to miss you, which is true. It is true. I mean, he did almost make them go bankrupt with karaoke, but. Sure. And Jim has that nice line where he's like, you've been great to my kids. Mm -hmm. That The Nat-Jim scene, I guess, was as poignant as we got with saying goodbye to the Walshes. Yeah, I guess. So he joins Brandon and Cindy at the table, and Cindy says that she talked to Valerie's mom and told her that they're selling the house, so Valerie's going to have a fi- have to find a place to live, but until then, she's going to be staying at the house with Brandon. Yeah. And Brandon's like, fine, like, he's being, you know, he's doing what he's got to do, he's yeah. just locked down. And Cindy says he's a rock. Anyone else would have been falling apart right now, but not Brandon. They also tell him to keep an eye on Valerie and the incense burning. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Valerie arrives to give last hugs and says the house is going to be empty without them. And then as they're all hugging, Nat comes over to ask if this is a group grope that he can join. Yowza. Fun dialogue from Nat. Well, he just recently said that Andrea was his favorite dish. (laughs) So. Yep. At least he's talking to mostly adults here. Yeah. At Kelly, Donna Claire's, there's, uh, Donna is working on her speech. This is the scene, one of the scenes that was cut that you have to go on YouTube to see. She's in the house working on her speech and she hears a soft singing Yes, an acoustic guitar. Yes, and an acoustic guitar. Itsy bitsy spider. (laughs) Goes out on the porch and Ray is singing a song he wrote called Donna about how he regrets what he said and he loves her. Yes, it is. I mean, when he's talking to Luann, he's kind of like, do you think I can get her back with a song? And she's like, maybe. Donna's pretty romantic. And then he goes and gets her back with a song, I guess, in lieu of an apology. Mm -hmm. Uh I thought it was going to be the, because I saw that he sang a song called Donna. I thought it was going to be the Richie Valens song, oh. Donna, which is also about like breaking up, but it was not. Hmm. And just like you're saying, it's an original song. So yeah, the right. cut they do in the episode is so weird. It's a hard cut to Donna standing there and him being like, well, say something. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Weird. It's weird that they didn't just like put some acoustic, like let, let us hear the end of an acoustic guitar song. Yeah. Then say it. Like you no. could have just had somebody strum it, you know? This this episode's long enough. They're like hard cut. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> she says that it, it is a beautiful song and he says, you know, he regrets the things that he said. She says that he scared her. He knows that he scared her, but he's sorry. And it'll never happen again. And I'm yeah. sure it won't. So she decides that she wants Ray to come to Palm Springs hmm. with her. What a, what a great idea. Yeah. Sounds he, like a perfect situation. He loves college kids. He loves yeah, he rich loves, people. He, he definitely loves the wealthy. Yep. So. He loves them so much. At the Walsh house, Valerie and Brandon arrive home after dropping Jim and Cindy at the airport. And Valerie tells him to stop shutting me out. She can see that he's hurting. Yeah. Um, and doesn't want to be shut out anymore. And as they're talking, uh, the realtor comes down the stairs with a family who coincidentally is moving to America from Hong Kong. What? What are the odds? Wow. <laughs> After they kick her out, Brandon tells Valerie that he has decided he's going to Palm Springs. 
He's not just going to sit around. He's going to go right. to Palm Springs. And He's Valerie gone. says, well, hey, how about I come too? We can take my car. You can drive it. It'll be super fun. Yeah. And he agrees to that. And then she says she's going to turn in. And he says, sleep tight or something. And she says, who said anything about sleep? Which I don't understand. I think the implication is like, let's have sex together. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> That's yes, that's the implication but, I got. But she she doesn't say like we should go to bed or we should turn in. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not, it's just like an awkward and he's he's kind of like, "Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I got to tell you, Kendra, I'm not I'm not hating it. I'm not hating oh, the I don't hate that it. Got going. I don't hate it either. Okay. Definitely right. not. Jim and yeah. Cindy are fools to leave two college students. Oh my gosh. Two attractive college students in bedrooms yeah. right next to each other. I'm seriously alone like, in the hey, house. Sorry, we have to take all the furniture. We just have one king size waterbed. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to, you know, head toe it. <laughs> all right. Uh, next scene. Kelly is at the hospital to pick up Allison, and wow, she looks great. What doctor did? She looks great. <laughs> Barely any visible scars. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Her hair looks great. She looks great. Yep. Kelly is, you know, also as surprised as we were. She's like, wow, yeah. Allison, you look amazing. Go the, ahead. The di- sorry, just the dialogue early on was like, she has severe burns over, well, like 90% of her body is what they said. The last image we saw of her was in a dark room, like wrapped yes. up like a mummy. We couldn't yes. even see her face. Right. We just saw like tiny little eyes, but like, no, her hair is great. I've spent some time in a hospital. Nobody leaves a hospital looking that good. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Especially if 90% of your body's covered in burns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy move. Crazy she does. Move. She talks a lot about her legs, that her legs yes. are really bad. And yes. that, you know, she she's still dealing with a lot of pain yeah. in her legs. Yeah. We learned that Allison is going to stay at Kelly's house. Right. What is Kelly's, what's Kelly's uh, mission here? I don't know. She knows That's what how I mean. Allison feels about her. Right. She's not, yeah. but she's not like nipping it in the bud. She's like, right. hey, come stay at my house. Let's yep. have a candlelit dinner together. Yeah. 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 Also, candles and an open flame in the fireplace is what you do when she gets out of the burn unit. I know. Yeah. Think. I just, you know. Think about it. I mean. All right. Rush and Steve are playing tennis. And uh, against Robin, we'll learn, is her name and her dad. Mm-hmm. And they win the game. So Robin asks Steve if she gives lessons. And then Brandon and Valerie arrive. And Steve uses it as an excuse to get away from Robin. Because Robin right. is this blind date that his dad is mm-hmm. trying to set him mm-hmm. up on. So he and Brandon walk and talk. And he talks about, you know, how he hates when his dad does this. Every girl that his dad gets for him has, there's some sort of issue, like his his dad is trying to get out of something, or he's trying to land a business deal, or or something. Has Rush ever set Steve up on a date before? This is the question I kept asking myself, that we've seen. Maybe? I want to say no. I don't know. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Listeners, I'm wrong. <laughs> help us out. Did, did he set her, did, uh, no, it was Brandon. It was Brandon who was dating Brooke, who was like a crazy racist. Steve was just yes. interested. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brandon says, hey, man, I don't want to hear your complaining. I had to sleep 
in the next room over from Valerie and I could hear her breathing all night. Like, you know, like she's breathing heavily to get uh-huh. him to come over there. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Muntz comes over and he's got this contraption that he wears that like he sprays alcohol into people's mouths. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Steve, always the good friend of Brandon, encourages him to drink, which yeah. Brandon does. Yeah, Brandon's never had any problem with alcohol, so yep. load him up. I feel like Steve is always, always the one who's getting him to drink. I believe that's true. And also was the one who got him to drink the first time when it was a problem, when mm-hmm. he kept giving him the spiked punch. Yep, yep, yep. At the hotel, Donna and Ray arrive. Ray tries to grab their bags, but there's a guy there to grab their bags which he does not appreciate he likes to carry his own bag he doesn't want to be you know he doesn't he doesn't like the rich life no he doesn't he's he he wants to go like he wants to just like hop back in the truck and be Mm -hmm. like all right see you later yeah he's like all right i'm dropping you off and then i'm leaving and she's like no you're staying I don't understand Donna. i like the fact that donna just has no concept of what a terrible idea this is you know if your boyfriend doesn't like to do things with you that you also like to do probably not a good match right right she's not gonna stop hanging out with her friends and going to alpha events so right right it's not a situation where like she likes pepperoni pizza and he likes sausage pizza yeah it's a situation that he despises every aspect of her lifestyle oh now i want pizza yeah it does sound good Mm -hmm. all right okay so they run into felice Hot mess, Felice Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And she is not super happy to see Ray. She makes a comment that Donna's dance card is full this weekend. And she just, you know, wants to make sure that Ray is aware. Mm -hmm. She's busy. So then we go down to the pool. And this is where we have that other scene that's on YouTube with that guitarist whose name is... Dick Dale. Dick Dale playing by the pool Everyone's in the pool having a good time. Brandon goes to Munts and he's like, hit me! Like yeah. shaking him, trying to get me to get him to give him more alcohol. And he's pretty drunk at this point. He does. <laughs> and he bumps into Ray and he's like, hey, cool music. Ray, he calls him Raymond, I think. And then like wanders off and Ray says, oh, he's toasted. But what's interesting is they, they obviously, they did two cuts of this because if you watch the scene on YouTube or somewhere else with the original Dick Dale music in there, and you do actually see him, Ray says, Dick Dale rocks. Oh. And it's and it's one shot, so it can't be a cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they must have just done it twice. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So then Brandon, so Steve and Donna and some other people are playing volleyball in the pool. Robin also, right? Oh, yes. Robin is there. And Brandon jumps in the pool and, like, interrupts them. And then he and Steve wrestle in the pool. Valerie, or Robin asks Valerie if Brandon is always like this. And she says, no, Brandon is never like this. Never like this, yeah. (laughs) And she asks if Steve likes girls. And Valerie says, yes. He Mm -hmm. definitely likes girls. Yeah. Kind of an interesting question i thought well first of all the the nurse in the hospital just automatically assumes that kelly and allison are like a yes couple, mm-hmm. which i thought you know older lady in the 90s like a good for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. she just assumed that and i think robin also was kind of picking up some vibes between uh 
Brandon Steve and, and Brandon, Steve, yeah. Who were pool wrestling quite a lot. So it's yeah. not an unfair question. But, you know. but they're guys, so it's they're okay. Guys, they're guys, they're guys, allowed to wrestle guys. in the pool. Yeah. It's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> so she's trying to get Steve's attention. So she jumps on this guy's shoulders to finish the volleyball game. And then Brandon calls out for a chicken fight. So then they start chicken fighting. And this whole time, Ray is watching Donna. Oh, you're not liking it. And we, yeah, she's in a bikini, which is not abnormal for her to wear, I guess. But I wouldn't say that Donna is not, I don't know. This whole episode, they treat her like she dresses like a slut all the time. And she doesn't. It's just like this new thing they introduced for this episode. Yeah. So Felice walks over to Ray and is like... It is only Felice and Ray commenting on it. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. Felice walks over to Ray and, you know, is like, can you stop gawking at her? And they basically talk about, like, they don't approve of what she's wearing. They don't. Yeah. They're friends. They don't approve. He's like, well, you better sit down because we actually agree on something. Oh, blah, dee. Oh, blah, da. No, that's later. That's later. And Felice says, well, I haven't had any luck getting her to tone down. So maybe it's time for for you to give it a try. Great. So great. Yeah. So Ray grabs a towel and tells Donna, get out of the pool. Tells her. It's not like, let's go. He's like, get out. Yeah. Get out. I think she might get grounded. I don't know. (laughs) Steve is talking with Brandon about how he's he doesn't want to be with Robin. He's he's just really not interested. Oh, I forgot to mention when he's because this comes back when he's driving into Palm Springs, he sees this lady in a car with a very big hat. A goddess, Kendra. A goddess. Yes. He calls her that many times throughout the episode. They decide, Munts comes over, says they're running low on beer, so they decide this is a chance for them to get away from Robin and Valerie. They're going to go get some more beer. Then we go back to Dylan's, where they're watching a video of this paragliding that they did, and Dylan is very unimpressed with whoever was filming it. Yeah. Um, You know, says that it doesn't look good. He has a dialogue that's like, they don't even get in close. You can't even tell it's me. I was like, okay. (laughs) All right, I see what you're doing. I it's see definitely it. me in this video. <laughs> the facts remain the same. It is me, but you cannot tell from this <laughs> angle. Dylan says that, you know, this is great, but they're very, you know, their budget can't, you know, they can't do paragliding with can't their possibly. budget. So this no way. is this is what, what Charlie what, what do you think? What do you think? Dylan's a millionaire? <laughs> he doesn't have that what? kind of money. What are you gonna do? Charlie brings up that he has a lead on an investor who is interested in the movie. And he wants them to come out to the desert, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Palm Springs, and meet him. And you know what? He's going to invest in this movie. But the only thing is that he wants a part for his girlfriend. And Dylan says... Probably a small part. Did you promise her a part or did you (laughs) promise her the lead? And uh, Charlie... Promised her the lead. So I hope she's good. Same. Dylan and Steve get to the store and they're talking more about Robin. And Steve says, you know, she just, she doesn't make him tingle. He isn't tingling when he thinks about her. And then they see the woman that he saw earlier. Big hat goddess in in a Corvette or whatever she's in. 
And he, you know, they're looking at her. He's like, she's got to be a model. She's Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Allison and Kelly are having a candlelit dinner. And it's dessert time. So (laughs) dessert is creme brulee, which Allison points out means burnt cream. Yeah. So is she trying to make a joke? (laughs) Yeah. Kelly points out that Allison has the best attitude about the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then we... This scene is such a head scratcher. Like the, everything Kelly does. If Kelly's not into this, she needs to work on her. Do you think we're behavior. supposed to think that Kelly is considering being in a relationship yeah. with her? I think that Kelly is considering it. Mm. I think she is, and they just because if she back is, then it. then this makes sense. Yeah, the way she's acting. Yes. Yeah. Because the way Kelly keeps like pushing it off, she's kind of like, you see something different than I do and everything. It's it's not a, I'm not interested. And she's acting very much like she is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Claire and David are outside watching through the blinds. Yeah. They're supposed to be in Palm Springs, but they are not there yet. Chancellor Arnold had called earlier and Claire had to do a bunch of oh, things yes. like for him. And so they're like held up. Yep. So David is like, do you think she turned down Dylan and Brandon for Allison? And then Kelly sees them. So they have to come inside and it's a very awkward introduction. Claire like runs to grab her suitcase so they can leave, leaving David there to be awkward. And Kelly doesn't make it not awkward. She doesn't make it like, this is my friend Allison. Like, you want to hang out? Like, it's, it's definitely weird. So after they leave, Kelly says, well, I could see how they'd get the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. She also tells Allison, I know you have feelings for me, but, you know, we both think about each other a lot because we went through this thing together. Like, it'd be weird if we didn't think about each other a yeah, lot. but that feels like Kelly's making excuses for herself. Yeah. Like, why she thinks about Allison so much. Mm-hmm. But Allison says, you know, that's what I was thinking, but after spending the whole day together... I know that I love you. I love you. Yeah. Back at the hotel, everyone is at dinner. And Felice tells Ray that if he is responsible for what Donna is wearing, thank you. Mm. Because mm. I guess she wears crazy outfits all the time. I guess so. That's dumb. There's a lot of midriff. A lot of midriff with Donna. Yeah, I guess. Maybe we're talking midriff. I don't but know. it's the 90s. Hey, you don't have to tell me, sister. I know. <laughs> Brandon is still very drunk at this point, and he's yeah. making a scene at the table about a senator. I forget why. Sonny Bono. Oh. <laughs> Sonny Bono is supposed to be the guest speaker because they're in Palm Springs. Okay, Bono... I missed that. I couldn't, I, I missed yeah. why he was making a scene. Sonny was the mayor of Palm Springs and then was elected oh. to Congress. And at this time, like when this episode aired, he was a sitting congressman. Oh, that's fun. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So Rush tells Steve to get Brandon out of there. So Steve takes Brandon out and tells him, you know, go to bed. No more drinking. He... A lot of mean things are said about Sonny Bono. I just want to clear <laughs> the air. A lot of mean, very, very okay, intelligent go ahead. man. Just the way he was able to market Sonny and Cher, make them like household names. Very impressive. It's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying about Sonny, Sonny Bono. Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a place for you to use, the use your platform to say they're, good things about baiting. Sunny. That's yeah. I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> so on Brandon's way to his room, he passes the hot tub. And who should be in the hot tub but Valerie? Valerie Malone. Who says that he should come join her. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go get on his suit and come back. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Allison is now 
in Kelly's room trying on a dress. I guess they had gone shopping yes, earlier. Yes, they did. And uh, she's trying on this dress. And she asked Kelly why she didn't tell her roommates that Allison yeah. was coming over. Yeah. And Kelly says that she just didn't feel like getting into it. She didn't feel like discussing it. Alternate theory. Kelly is into it. Yeah. <laughs> This is the scene where they're looking in the mirror and she says, you know, you're looking in this mirror and seeing a couple and that's just so far from the way that I feel. Yes, but... And Allison says, you'll never know until you try. Yeah. But Kelly... I mean, they leave it kind of vague, but Kelly... Kelly's kind of like, no, I think I'm into guys. Yeah, well, Allison says something like, you don't know until you know. Mm -hmm. And Kelly's like, well, I know. And then they do like a lingering hug and they hold hands for a long time. Like as Kelly leaves the room, they hold hands for a long time. I pose to you, Kendra, that this scene was awkward because they didn't kiss. Yeah. (laughs) I really think, I mean, I just It felt like it was building to it. It was, and I feel like it should have been. I feel like it should have been because like they have the chemistry. Kelly is definitely testing the waters. And I just think story-wise, they met because Brandon was off kissing Emily Valentine. Mm -hmm. I just feel like if we kind of came full circle and it ended here, even if Kelly's like, you know what? Not for me. (laughs) I think, I really think, I would be shocked if there wasn't an early draft of the script that had them kiss and they pulled it back because it was the 90s. That's what I think. Yep. I'm with you. At the hotel, Brandon is in his room and he's you know, got his robe on. He's getting ready to go down to the hot tub. Um, and he sees Jim and Cindy in the mirror. He's hallucinating now. Yes. And they're yeah. reprimanding him about the way he's acting. And, you know, you're about to join Valerie in that hot tub with impure thoughts. And he's talking to the mirror. And then Valerie comes in and is like, who are you talking to? And they go back down to the hot tub, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, you're both in the room in robes, but you're going back right. down to the hot tub? Back to the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yep. Downstairs, Steve and Robin are talking, and he's apologizing for how he acted. And they're about to get kissy, but then she brings up some business deal that their dads yeah. are doing. And yeah. he's he's out at that point. Be- because he just because he feels he's being used yes, by Rush. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So back at the hot tub, um, <laughs> they're sitting kind of far apart. And Valerie says, well, don't sit over there. The people are about to come back. And then we get this conga line led by months. And yeah. I forget what they're saying, but they're all conging to the yeah. to the hot tub. Okay. So now we go to Dylan and Charlie are going to this investor's house. And it's a very big fancy gated uh kind of place yeah so they're going to stay the night they're gonna read the script stay the night eat food have a good time the guy's name is rose is that his last name that sounds right tom tom rose tom rose Rose. (laughs) he says his girlfriend angela is looking forward to reading the Mm. script Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. catch a glimpse of angela she's uh outside working out Uh, When Tom goes to talk to Angela, Dylan asks what kind of business Tom is in. And Charlie's like, you don't need to know. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Who cares? It's fine. But Dylan is very skeptical. All right. Then we get the horseback riding scene. Donna and Ray are out horseback riding. Mm -hmm. And Ray is very much enjoying it being, you know, doing that instead of hanging out at the pool. 
he says that the area has changed. There didn't used to be these houses. It used to be a lot prettier than this. They stop and get off their horses for a second. And Donna says, you know, they probably need to be heading back soon. Mm -hmm. And this sets Ray off. He's like, you know, I don't even get more than an hour with you. I've been here. I've been doing everything you want me to do. And then he brings up the bathing suit that she was wearing. She says that I bought that bathing suit for you. Like, I want you to think I look good. I don't care what other people think. She tells him, if you want me to dress differently, then I will. And he says, if you loved me, I would be higher on your list of priorities. Mm -hmm. He should be on his best behavior on this trip. He should. I know. And he's definitely not. This is what I'm saying. He just had this moment of like, oh, geez, I'm acting like my father and all like, all apologetic. And that's it. You know, mm-hmm. that's all we get. He just has that moment. And then the second things aren't exactly what he wants, he just jumps right back to it. The second. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something where they were at least like goading him over and over again. And then like, that would have at least been a better story. But it's now it's just like, oh, he feels remorseful. He's instantly bad again. But I guess that's true. I mean, I guess that's true to life. And that's just what they're showing. But But she's saying, like, she has to get back because her mom is giving, she's running a panel and she needs to be there. Right. I know. Which is a legitimate thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Back at the hotel, Brandon is in the pool uh, with a major hangover saying he wants, (laughs) he's, he's ready to die. He wants to die. And David and Claire arrive and he asks if Kelly came up with them and they are very, they very awkwardly say no. And Kelly Mm -hmm. leaves. Yes. And then he, you know, pushes David until finally David says that he walked in, they walked in on Kelly and Allison. Right. And this gets Brandon saying, I'm ready to start drinking again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give me a beer. (laughs) Yep. At the panel, uh, Felice is talking about value, returning to values. I don't know what she's talking about. Being yeah, the, the alpha woman and being right, a good right. person. I don't know what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Donna and Ray walk in right as she's finishing. Mm-hmm. And Felice is uh, very hurt and upset mm-hmm. that she yes. did not attend the panel. So it makes yeah. her look bad. Ray tries to take the blame. And it definitely was his fault. Right, for sure. After she walks away, he says, I guess we should have shown up earlier. Yeah, I think her point here is that it's all about, like, the strength of family and stuff. And, like, her family blew it off. Yeah. <laughs> but it does, you know, I hate to side with police, but it does really undercut what she was doing. Fair point. Back at the hotel, Brandon is once again drunk and they're crank calling hospitals. So fun. Fun. Kelly observes them doing this and... I forget how he gets around to it, but Brandon says something like, oh, wait, you don't like guys anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Which Steve thinks is hilarious. Steve doesn't stick up for her at all. No, no, not even a little bit. So so she asks Brandon to come talk to her and they are having a fight about that whole thing. And Valerie walks or Valerie drives up in a golf cart and tells Brandon that he can crash in her room. If yeah. he needs to. And he, he kind of tells Kelly off and then rides off with Valerie. Back on the tennis court, Steve is not doing as well in this game. And Rush mm-hmm. asks, like, what did you do to Robin? Yeah. 
And he calls Rush out and says, you know, I know all about this deal you're doing. I don't want to be used like this. And Rush says, this is a charity deal for, I don't even care if it happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wanted you to meet a decent girl for once in your life. Yep. Back at Tom Rose's house, they're reading through the script and Angela, the girlfriend, is quite bad yes she's playing the hypnotist role and is just like go back to your memories dylan yeah think like um what's the is it is it singing in the rain where the girl is her voice is like really bad i haven't seen singing in the rain (laughs) i just vomited i just vomited you haven't seen singing in the rain no i haven't you know what I went to see, when I was in college, my wife and I, I don't think we were married yet even, went to see Singing in the Rain on campus, and I had food poisoning, and we had to leave. Ugh, food poisoning so, is the worst. My yeah, brother just had food poisoning last week. Really? Thought he was going to die. Yeah. Corbin Andrews of Nostalgia Me This? Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. But he's okay wow. now. He's fine now. Cool. Yeah, he's good. It's just the hunt for Red October. He likes to say the hunt for the Red <laughs> right, October. Right. And it's just hunt for Red October. Right. Too many articles. <laughs> we're, in, we're an hour in and we're only halfway Gosh, through. Sorry, so sorry, we, need sorry. To... <laughs> yeah, sorry. we need to keep right, going. Right. You're right. Sorry, a real Tom Clancy novel up in here. It just keeps going. <laughs> so much content. So, yeah. So the girlfriend is, she's very bad. Rose uh, suggests that they take a break. And Angela says, good, because I have to go to the potty. Rose says that he doesn't believe the scam that's happening in the script. Right. And Dylan says, well, I know it works. And this is when Rose learns that he is Jack McKay's son. Right. Which changes his mind. He's like, oh, well, if Jack McKay got this scam to work, then I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, back at the hotel, is moving in to Valerie's room. He picks up Steve in his car and Steve says he can't be- he can't believe that Brandon's going to do the nasty with Valerie. <laughs> Back at the hotel, Valerie is in her room, but her window's open and she can hear and see Donna and Ray arguing. Yeah. They're having a big fight and they start to walk up the stairs and Ray like grabs Donna's arm, tells her like, you know, I don't want you to go. And then he pushes her and she yeah. falls down the stairs. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. I don't believe his intention was to push her down the stairs. No, but, but it yeah. was definitely to cause yes. harm, to yes. push her and mm-hmm. be abusive. You know. Yes, absolutely. So uh, you know, as soon as it happens, he rushes down the stairs and says, "I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do that." Valerie saw the whole thing, yeah. so she rushes down, tries to get Ray to go get a doctor, but he tells her to go get a doctor. So she yeah. goes to find somebody. And Ray's instantly like, you know, this was, a, you know, it was an accident. You yeah. know, I didn't do it on purpose. Well, Donna's like whimpering on the yeah. ground and just hammering her with like, we got to get this story straight. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a good look, Ray. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. At the gas station, Steve and Brandon are getting some gas for the car. And Steve's talking about how he re- regrets how he treated Robin. Uh, but lo and behold, who else would be getting g- gas at this gas station but this <laughs> goddess with the big yes. hat that he keeps yes. seeing all over town. So he decides that this is his this is his moment. So he goes over, offers to pump her gas. Um, they have a very flirty conversation about the gas hose and her tank. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> yeah, it was Lucinda Nicholson filthy. It was, yeah. At the hospital... Ray is waiting in the waiting room when Kelly arrives and tells Kelly that Donna tripped. 
and mm. fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moments later, Felice wheels Donna out in a wheelchair, and Donna is she's very quiet, very subdued. Felice says she's going to go call Valerie to tell her, you know, that everything's okay since Valerie was helping. Kelly asks what happened. And Donna looks at Ray and says, did you tell her what happened? And Ray says, yeah, I told her you tripped. And she's like, yeah, it was really embarrassing. I guess I tripped. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, so then we cut to, I guess there, this feels like something was missing here, but I, we don't have a scene missing here, but Brandon and Steve and this girl are at this bar or this restaurant or something. Yes. I think this was the karaoke scene where they sang, I got you, babe. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know what else. But came Robin from that. wasn't there. Oh, she wasn't. Oh, Mm-mm. it's Stephen. Stephen the Stephen L. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe not. Then I don't know. Maybe it was Stephen L. Who were supposed to sing the song. I I don't know. Maybe. I knew what you mean though. It was kind of like, a, oh, okay, we're here now. Yeah, but while they're doing whatever they're doing, Brandon is hallucinating about Jim and Cindy and talking to them. And why? This I don't is know. so weird. It I was don't weird. get it. It was weird. I guess just trying to get them in the episode more. I, I mean, know. write them into the episode then. <laughs> yep. So Steve is going to continue the night with L. Is that her name? L. Yes. Yes. He's L. going to continue the night with L. Brandon's gonna go back to Valerie. At the at Tom Rose's house, they are looking through. He has a couple of really big telescopes on his porch, so they're looking through the telescopes mm-hmm. and. The security comes to tell Tom that he overheard Dylan on the phone talking to someone. Yeah. And Tom is not happy about this. Um, <laughs> so back at whatever bar or restaurant Stephen L were at, they're in the parking lot and all flirty, all kissy. They lean up against the car and Steve is like making out with, <laughs> kissing all over and Mm. then suddenly he pulls out from her dress a like fake like a what are they called like a i don't know like a fake boob (laughs) i guess that's what it is a fake like a you know yeah (laughs) and all of a sudden her voice changes yeah and she says like like you didn't know right and steve is mortified screams and runs away (laughs) not cool apparently in the 90s to play a trans woman all you had to be was tall (laughs) Not uh, not super responsible here, but that is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting yes. scene, I guess. I guess, I guess I they did that really because she, he was making fun of Kelly for maybe being gay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it was stupid. I, yeah. The not, whole thing was stupid. Not handled well at all. And I, I don't really know what the what the goal is. We do see this character several more times. So. Really? Yes. Okay. So, Interesting. You know, we can withhold judgment on whether or not they handled this responsibly or not, but I would say from this episode, not so no, much. No, I would, yeah, agreed. Back at the hotel, this is where the final YouTube cutscene is. Yes. This is where Ray is in the hotel lobby with his guitar singing Obla Di Obla Da uh, with a group of people they're all singing along with him i think the most crucial thing that you miss not seeing that is the conversation donna and felice have because felice is really like you know i was wrong about ray look at the way he's 
yeah, look at the way he's trying to fit in here. Look at look at him trying to like change his behavior and things. Good catch, Donna. Yeah. You know, that's important. It's important that Felice changes so drastically and yeah. you don't get that if you're just watching the streaming or DVD version. Yeah. So Donna says she's feeling tired. She's going to go back to her room. And she passes by uh Kelly who's talking to David and Claire saying that she, you know, why did you tell Brandon? about Allison. Yeah. And Claire's like, look, you were the one being all cagey about it. We just, we just said what happened. Right. Right. And Valerie comes up looking for Brandon. Uh, and Kelly just cannot, she just cannot with Valerie. She simply cannot. So Brandon is in Valerie's car. He's gotten the gas. He's going back to her room. He gets pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he get pulled over? I don't, unclear. I, the The first question he asks is, are you drunk? Yeah. So I think that, I think maybe Brandon sat through a light because he was messing with the radio, whatever it is. His behavior was weird. Yes. So he says he hasn't been drinking, license and registration. As he's looking for the registration, he pulls the visor down and a joint falls out of yeah. the visor. <laughs> so he has to get out of the car. He has to spread. He has to get yeah. patted down. Yeah. He's very unhappy. Yes. Yes, luckily he's white because yeah. he's got drugs in the car and it's someone else's car. And the cop's mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you get out here? And <laughs> we'll just patch it down. You'll be on your way. <laughs> At the Rose house the next day, Dylan is being ushered to a limo where he's told they're going to look at locations for the movie. He asks where Charlie is, and they're like, oh, he took another car. He's meeting us there. So it's just Tom Rose, Dylan, and the bodyguard. And the the vibe is tense. (laughs) It's not good. No, No. it's not great. Nope. Back at the hotel, (laughs) the next morning, Brandon wakes up Valerie, and he's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. He's just, like, shoving her. Yeah. Tells her about what happened. Uh, and that he sat in a cell all night because yeah. of what was in her car. Yeah. Which the first thing she asks, like, is how's, how's, the, how's car? the car? Yeah. yeah. Grabs her stash that she has sitting on the dresser and goes and flushes it. Mm-hmm. Says that she was lucky that that wasn't in her yeah, car. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And this has he's he's sobered up in that cell overnight. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, I promise my parents i wouldn't do anything stupid and that's all i've done this whole weekend is be stupid that is true every step of the way yep so he says i'm heading out i'm gonna find my way home see you later back on the tennis courts steve and robin have made up i guess he just gave her yeah. a tennis lesson he runs into brandon who asks what happened to l and steve beats around the bush a little bit but then he does tell brandon that she was a he mm. And makes Brandon promise never to tell a soul. Then there was like a little line that I thought was improv where Steve is walking towards the hotel and a golfer like hits a golf ball and hits the wall. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're going to have to pay for that if you mess it up. It was, <laughs> it, was funny. It, did, it did seem a little, yeah, <laughs> non-scripted. In Donna's room, she's going over her speech that she's going to give and... Felice leaves the room to go do something, leaving her alone with Ray. The episode is so long. It's so long. 
Yeah, interesting that I'm the one who has to edit this episode. Yeah. Very that interesting. Break, that's just the way it turns out. Yeah. Leaves her alone with Ray, who tries to come over to her, but she tells him, you know, stay away from me. Get away from me. I don't want to be near you. Well, I'm sure it'll stick. Yeah. And he says, I told you, no good comes of me mixing with your college friends. This yep. is on you, Donna. Right, right. Yeah. So Felice returns and Ray uh, leaves to, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but he leaves. Wherever he goes, yeah. In the lobby, Brandon runs into Kelly on his way out. Brandon apologizes to Kelly yeah. for the way Surprising. he acted. Yeah. First time in the whole series. <laughs> He says, you know, it would be easier on me if if you were gay. <laughs> right, yeah. Because then it would be like, oh, well, she's gay. That's why she left me. Um, she says you can still love someone and not marry them. And that it felt like such a competition between Dylan and Brandon. How was she possible? Yeah. You know, how yeah. was she supposed to decide? Which, though, again, one of them is your committed boyfriend that you say that you're in love with, and the other is your ex. Yeah. So all things are not equal. And the fact that she felt like she had a choice at all between the person that she's with and loves versus the person that she's not dating at all mm-hmm. kind of says all you need to know, I would say, yeah. from Rando's perspective. Yep. So Brandon says there's there's no going back. We can't start up again after what's yeah. happened. But Kelly says, I'm not giving up on you yet. Hmm. Okay. Back with Dylan. They are getting on this tram to that will take them to the top of like a mountain, I guess. And now there's several bodyguards <laughs> and they push Dylan onto the tram. They, yeah, Dylan Dylan kind of gets, he, he figures out what's yeah, going on. He finally like, I don't want to go up. and they're like dragging him. Yeah, Charlie's not there. Right. They duct tape his mouth and when they get, they're like midway up, they stop the tram and open the door and they're holding Dylan, like, outside of the yeah. door. Like, they're going to push him to his death. And why the duct tape on a mountain tram when it's just them? Okay, that was stupid. I thought just the curious. duct tape was stupid. And it didn't, feel, it didn't feel like he was struggling enough or, like, no. looked scared enough. No. I don't know. It was a... Oh. It was a weird scene. So he should be scared. He's got duct tape on his face and that horrible facial hair. I, that's that gonna hurt. That's gonna, gonna hurt right when off. you pull it off. It's gonna come right off. Yeah, he has a goatee this this Not whole good. episode. It's Not very good. strange. He hasn't like had it. that the whole time. No. So Tom says that he knows that he called Christine Pettit from the FBI. Yes. He also says, like, I know who killed your old man. You want me to tell you? I'll do it. That's- that I'll, is such a, that is, that's a, that's a weird bit of information. to Very drop there. weird. Very weird. So finally they pull him back in. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. You know, let's just, no more FBI. We're going to make this movie. Capiche. And this is his best course of action to make sure that Dylan doesn't rat on him to the FBI. Almost kill him. Use your words. I, just, I, just yeah. talk. Yeah. Just have a conversation. Don't have to do it in a tram. Yeah. Above a ravine. I don't think you should. So when they get back to the house, Charlie is there and is like, oh, man, I wish I'd gotten up earlier so I could go. And <laughs> Dylan says he's out. I'm, yeah. You make this movie. Do what you need to do. I'm leaving. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Not interested. And Charlie wants him to stay for lunch, which I guess he does. Apparently. At the hotel in a conference hall. It is about time for Donna to give her speech. There's a lot of people that are here to see this speech. Kelly 
says that she likes Claire again, so she's forgiven her for right. telling Brandon about Allison. Which it wasn't Claire. It was David. Claire, right. di- Claire didn't do anything wrong. Right. And she tells David, I don't know if I've forgiven you yet. And t- David says, so you do prefer women. And they all have a laugh. <laughs> Kelly makes a comment to must be Claire about like Ray and Felice and how they're mm. they seem close now, which is weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is weird. Donna and Valerie have a conversation. Valerie's trying to Valerie knows that Valerie Donna was told. pushed. Yeah. Valerie has told no one. She's trying right. to get Donna to do something about it. Yeah. And Donna says, you know, I know that you and Ray are closer than you have let on. Like, I know something's yeah. been going on there. You're you're not my friend. You're nobody's friend. Yeah. Pretty, pretty strong coming from Donna, I thought. Valerie should tell someone. Absolutely. 100%. There is no... Yep. She, she should tell someone. She should tell well, Felice. Well, I mean, obviously, well, I don't know about Felice. David and Claire would 100% be with her. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. So Donna goes up to make her speech and makes like a funny quip about her arm. Like, oh, I broke it when I was shopping. Ha 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 ha. women be shopping. And she's doing this speech about like today's alpha woman. No one pushes her around. Yeek. Too soon, Donna. I was wanting her to throw away this speech she's worked on and be like, I'm not staying in this relationship with my boyfriend yeah. anymore. Right, I was like, this right. is where she tells him off in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. At the bus station, Dylan runs into Brandon. What a small world. I loved it. Brandon's like asleep in a chair and Dylan comes and is like, hey, like right in his ear. <laughs> Pretty funny. So Pretty they, funny stuff. they ride the bus back to Beverly Hills together. Brandon tells him that he's been hallucinating about Jim and Cindy. Yeah. Dylan is impressed that he was able to resist Valerie, which he he really didn't resist Valerie. No. It was only because he got pulled over that nothing happened. Yeah. Then they talk about Kelly and Dylan says, I don't know how I could have misread her. Like, how yeah. did I how did I convince myself that she would go with me on this trip? Yeah. And Brandon says, yeah, we they you know, she had us both turned around. Yeah. She and was this, my girlfriend, but... Right, true. <laughs> I was pleased to have this scene because I felt like... Remember, we talked about it. The other one, they just both kind of walk away and they never have a moment of like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we got it an episode later. Donna's hotel room. Donna's taking a nap and Felice is packing stuff uh, and Donna wakes up. Felice says that she has gotten so many compliments about her speech and that she's really proud of her. Um, she also says that she knows that Ray can fit in. Like after this uh, weekend, she's pretty convinced. And it's very sad to me that Felice is so in. It just adds a layer on Donna that she does not need. Yeah. Yep. So then Ray comes to pick up Donna and Donna goes with him. Mm. And we will continue this relationship into season six, which Yay. I was really hoping we were not going to. I know. At the Walsh house, a taxi drops off Brandon and Dylan's in the taxi and Brandon's like, eh, check out the for for sale sign. And Dylan says, uh, that's a sold sign in your yard. Mm. Mm. So Brandon goes inside and 
the realtor is in there and she's very excited because the couple from Hong Kong is buying the house. Made a great yep. offer. So Brandon's got to find a new place to live. Dylan arrives home to a voicemail from Christine. And as he's listening to it, he goes to the drawer and pulls out his gun. Kendra, I was told you threw that in the river. Nope. Still has it. Oh, <laughs> I was watching oh. this episode and my husband came home as I was watching it. And he was like, Dylan has a gun again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens. It's going to happen. <laughs> and Christine is in the voicemail telling him, like, we're so close to finding out what happened to your dad. Like, this is not the time for you to get involved. And he's like, oh, Christine, it is time. I it's am time getting here. involved. It's time. I'm erratic and I am armed. The Dylan McKay story. <laughs> Last scene of this very long finale is at the Walsh house. Brandon is watching home videos when Valerie arrives home from Palm Springs. Two comments. One, we see Brenda. Yes, little baby we Brenda. See, we do get to see Brenda this year. I scoured the internet to figure out if I could find out who played baby Brenda in that scene. Information not available. Aww. The second... Jim apparently went bald very early and maintained the same level of baldness for the yeah. next 15 years. Yep. So he's doing something right, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Valerie comes home, sits down. They both are watching the video. Um, Brandon says something about being a Smurf enthusiast. They had a Smurf cake. I saw some Smurf in there, yeah. At, at the birthday party. Valerie, little girl Valerie, is also in the video. Yep. So cute. After it ends... I think it's, is it Valerie who says, I hope you can forgive me? Yeah. I think it is. I didn't write yeah, it out me. who said it. And Brandon says, yeah, we're, ju we're just friends. You Much and me. History. Yep. Just friends. Friends as always should be. Always should be. Yeah. Also tells her that they have two weeks to move because the house has sold. Yep. And she says, a lot can happen in two weeks. Mm. And then they make out. They sure do. They sure do. They sure do. Boy, Kendra, I'll tell you what. As a child watching this, I remember this so clearly because I was like, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was a big I, deal. And that, I think your like, microphone cut out for that whole no scream oh, that you Would you like did. to hear it again? Yeah, no! sure. <laughs> okay. That's better. Okay. Because like, again, season ender. So I had to wait a whole seven, like three months to figure out what would happen next. I was very distraught that Brandon and Valerie were together this time as an adult had the same reaction I had to rewatching Batman and Robin. I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's see what happens next. Let's do yeah, it. That's where I'm, I'm at too. I'm like, okay, okay let's get these yeah. two together. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, we've already kind of throughout this episode said, but what is your verdict here? Well, it didn't feel like a finale. The Absolutely. last episode Agreed. felt like it should have been the finale. This yeah introducing a, a whole new storyline with the Dylan Charlie stuff. And then we're right. never going to see Charlie again. Right. Apparently. And we, we dropped a little morsel about like, we know who killed your dad. Like we're back to the dad stuff. Yeah. Steve shenanigans. Yeah. Pointless. Right. The Kelly and Allison stuff was like, ah, are we doing something here? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like a season opener and it was I not. I think the only thing that is like an intriguing morsel for next season is Brandon Valerie. Like, yeah. I, I just, that's the only thing where I'm like, all right, let's see where we go. I need you know? the season six premiere to involve Ray 
like falling down a mountain after Donna breaks up with him or something. Okay. okay. Minimum. Really, minimum so, falling down a mountain. So specific, but okay. Uh, did you have a 90210 snap? Yeah, I think it has to be when he pushes Donna down the stairs. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's the one. That's the That's one. That's the one. Okay, Kendra, we did it. Season five. We did it. Our first, our first almost Brenda-less season, because we did see her for a minute there. And we will we'll get into that in our next episode. Until then, you can catch me every other week on The Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Kendra, what about you? Where are you? I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where, as I just mentioned, we were talking a lot of Dawson's Creek because mm-hmm. we talked about the theme song from Dawson's yeah. Creek, I Don't Want to Wait by Paula cool. Cole. So you can hop over there for that. Uh, yes. And also Miss Musebox91 on Twitter. So you can check me out there. Okay. All right. So join us next time as we continue our 90210 discussion with the season five overview with a wrap. Recap. Favorite characters, favorite storylines, storylines that went nowhere, storylines we please, wanted to do differently. Please tell us, comment. That's it. Tell yeah. us your favorite storylines, least favorite yeah. episodes. We want to hear. We've we've had a lot of traffic uh, coming in on the social media, both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've been getting a lot of responses and things. And just just to be clear, I'm the one who looks at that so that Kendra will not be spoiled. Uh, yeah, I see oh. it pop up and I'm like, nope, not looking. So don't look. So not it is looking. safe. It is safe to discuss. I will not tell Kendra things that happened, but we do want to hear. So favorite, your favorite characters, your favorite storylines, things you wish would have happened, things you wish didn't happen, whatever. You can find us uh, on, on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. So come All find right. us. All right. 902 and here we go. Woo.